0: Yevamos, yeah, Perik, test, Zion, Mishnah, Gimel, 16.3, and now we move on to the final topic of the Masechta, which is establishing that someone died um, in, a, in a vacuum, in of itself. So the question is, what does the witness need to see to confirm that the person indeed is dead? So first we want to describe in this Mishnah, what of the dead person must be seen? What's sufficient to identify the body? So the mission says, You cannot testify regarding the death of someone unless you have seen his parts of panim, which has no translation in English, but it means the forehead and cheeks, the upper part of the structure of the the face, along with the nose. So those three components are essential. Forehead, cheekbones, and nose. Um... That's how Rashi learns, that's the Bhartanara learns, which would mean, hypothetically, if a person's, you know, face were disfigured, that the nose and forehead and cheeks are no longer there, um, so then even if you see the whole body and you recognize what you think is the whole body, but you don't see those features, so then you could not testify that this was, positively identify this as the person in question. Um, Tosfos don't... uh they reject that Rashi. They say if you'd see the whole body in total, so then that would be sufficient, even if you didn't have these, you know, these specific components of the forehead, cheeks, and, and nose. Um, um, but that's a machlokus, and the Shulchan Aruch actually brings down both shittos um, of Rashi that you need the specific three and tosfos. If you see the whole body without the specific three, both those are possibilities for identifying uh, the body. Now it doesn't help if you don't see the essential components you need to see to identify the body if you um have other identifying features whether of the person or of his clothing that's not sufficient you say the guy was you know five foot nine 180 pounds that's not gonna be sufficient because there could be lots of people who are five foot nine 180 pounds and same goes with with the clothing he's wearing a name tag that said hello my name is bob um Yes, so good, it's, it's Bob's clothing for sure, but who says the guy inside the shirt is Bob? Maybe Bob switched clothing with somebody else, and Bob's still alive. So, that's true. Um, the Gemara goes on to say that there's two ways to identify things in halakha. One is called um, simanim, specific identifying features, and, and one is is called tvias ayin, a holistic view of the whole object. This comes into discussion like in and Massi with returning lost objects, etc. So, Tosos before had said that tvias ayin is sufficient to recognize the whole body and person, even if you haven't got the specific features. Um, what we're talking about here are, are semanom, are specific identifying features, not the whole body. And the mission's point here is that semanom are not sufficient, but tvias ayin, at least according to Tosos, would be, um, Notwithstanding that the Gemara concedes that if you're talking about very specific simonim, not things like five foot nine, hundred eighty pounds, but like for example, this guy he has six fingers on his right hand, or something else that's totally peculiar to this particular person, so that would be an acceptable simonim. And if you found the body without having the, you know, the the forehead, cheeks, and nose, but you but the rest of them look like him, and you see the six fingers on the hand, that would also be okay. In contrast, when it comes to his clothing, that's not going to be okay, because no matter how specific the identifying features are, obviously he could have switched the clothing Are confirmed to be his, but the body within the clothing, you never know. <laughs> the witness can't testify unless he personally, or she, personally saw that this person is dead. Um, meaning, even if you saw the guy, like, you know, chopped to pieces, you know, his arms, legs were chopped off, or his, you know, he's got a chest full of bullet holes. If the guy was alive, and then the witness turned away, or ran away, or looked away, or whatever, away, and didn't see the person actually die, so then they can't testify that he's dead, because maybe he survived. Uh, the Morgan can that if he's certainly going to die, like, for example, the fellow's, you know, neck, was his throat was slit, and... You know, he was still gurgling and bubbling and whatever um, when the person looked away and ran away. But clearly, that person was, you know, he was ready. it's just a matter of moments or time before he died, for sure, that would also be acceptable. Saluv, same goes if he was um, hanged, like from a rope from a tree, or crucified, um, as they did in the Roman times, or of a chay bow, or there's an animal actually eating his body while he's alive all these cases, if you see the guy hanging or crucified or being eaten alive, if he's still alive, he's hanging from the tree, but he hasn't yet died. He's still talking or mumbling or gurgling or whatever um, Who says he didn't get cut down from the tree at the last second, and he still survived it? Same goes with the crucifixion. If he's not dead yet, same goes with the animal eating non, you know, not the heart or the lungs or, you know, but if the animal was eating his whatever, his legs at the time, um, there's no guarantee that the animal moved on to kill him, and he might have been saved. may <laughs> eat more than that, testimony is only valid for the first three days, as far as the holistic stuff goes, um, or the face, etc., because we're concerned that after three days the body becomes so disfigured from as it breaks down and swells up and all these kinds of things, and that you no longer can confirm it's the right person anymore. So after three days, no longer, um, it's too late to identify the body. Rebuta Bava Omer. Rehuda says it depends. There's no such hard and fast rule about three days. I mean, not every person is the same because people who are fat break down much quicker. And not every place is the same. If he was, you know, left to die in like under the open sky and directly in direct sunlight, he's going to, you know, become disfigured and, and decay much faster than if he's in a cave in protection. And Lokola shows not every time of the year is the same thing. I mean, if it's in time, so there's a lot less, the whole process is much slower than in the summertime. So, that's Rebihudah that there's no such thing as three days as a hard and fast rule. However, the hacham say, yes, it is. They say they agree that, of course, what he's saying is true in principle, but as far as the halacha goes, the rabbis put their foot down at three days, and that's the rule, and therefore three days is the rule in all scenarios. Um, and that's the halacha. However, the Gemara has concessions that if, for example, the body fell into water as opposed to in the dry land, the rules are different, and similarly, if it was extreme cold, like if it was, you know, he fell you know, up on the hermon mountain where he's frozen, or climbing Mount Everest, where he's frozen, um, and there, of course, the body can be preserved much longer, and the rules then would be different.